Hello, my name is Paul Irons and welcome to another episode of the Killing Times podcast, the occasional oral companion to the Killing Times website, an online magazine dedicated to crime drama on your televisions. Now, we've had some great podcasts recently. We've had Adrian Brait, uh, the executive producer of Udbore Mecher, the Welsh crime drama that's uh, about to come back pretty soon, I think. And also Alexa Davis, uh, one of the stars of ITV's Honour. And uh, I'm going to be rolling out these podcasts during the autumn. And today we have a very, very special guest. Uh, Well, it's Sophia Helene, basically. (laughs) Which sounds almost absurd to say. But uh, Sophia was uh, around to publicise the DVD release for Mystery Road. And obviously we couldn't resist uh, having a chat with her. Um, Sophia needs no real introduction, but I'll give it to you anyway. Uh, after a uh, long and successful career in acting in Sweden, uh, she hit global fame with The Bridge, playing Saga Norin. And, uh, well, the character really resonated with crime fans around the world, and she became a household name. And uh, since The Bridge... Uh, because, as I say, uh, Sophia is a, a, an accomplished actress, uh, the bridge or no bridge. Um, she's gone on to start in the same sky, which is due to appear on our screens in the UK at the end of October on More 4. Uh, Atlantic Crossing, which uh, you'll hear mentioned in our chat. Uh, the Emigrants, uh, which is filming at the moment. And, of course, Mystery Road, the Outback Noir, set in Australia, that's just finished its second run on BBC4. So, without further ado, here is Sophia Helene. And now I'm delighted to say that uh, I'm joined by one of our favourite actresses, a brilliant woman who stole our hearts as Saga Noren in The Bridge and guest starred in the recent Outback Noir, Mystery Road, Sophia Helene, welcome. It's so lovely to see you again. Thank you. Likewise. It's almost uh, like I'm in London and I long for London very much. Uh, I'm not sure you would at the moment. Uh, no, but the old London then. The old London, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So first things first, how have you been? I am so lucky. I, no, I mean, everyone's around me are safe. I'm safe. I'm even able to shoot right now. Um, and I live in Sweden, where at least until yesterday, things are, are getting better every day. Mm. So, uh, and so I'm just fortunate in every way. And, and for me, I've been working so much and so intense over the last, yeah, you know, many, many years. So this was uh, like a gift to have the space to just land a bit in myself. Mm. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Not a very uh, dramatic answer, but it's a true answer. No, well, I, I, I asked the question. I wanted to know yeah. because, you know, as I say, you're one of our favourites. Um, and it's it's always so cool to see what you've been doing during the bridge and post the bridge. Do you know what I mean? And um, it's good to hear that you're fine. Your family's good. Obviously, Sweden is, is fine-ish. Um, uh, but I need to talk to you about Mystery Road because you've gone from yeah. Sweden to Australia, to Australia. How, how on earth did you get involved in that project? <laughs> no, I just, I just got the question 
and I was I just did a very heavy job uh, about that I hope you will see in in UK as well um, and it, it was an insane job for eight or nine months yeah. and I was supposed to have some time off and then suddenly I got this offer from Australia yeah. uh, and I said to my husband let's let's look what they've done let's yeah. have a look at it um, and we were so captured by mystery road the two feature films and then the first season mm. and then also by the theme of this season and the part who is dealing with the uh, morally complex issue of being an archaeologist uh, so and the family said let's go so we went and it was an amazing adventure so it turned into a, a, a family adventure then basically yeah yeah. Wow. yeah. Uh, so how long did you how long did you spend shooting down in in Australia? I was there a month, and the family left half after a couple of weeks right. to go back uh, to school. And, so and we'll t we'll talk about the show and and Sandra in a minute. Um, mm -hmm. But what was the experience like? I mean, did you film in the winter or the summer? Was it hot? Was it? It looked hot. Yeah, on it is. I think it's always hot uh, in Broome. <laughs> And it's, you know, it's really out in the middle of nowhere. Broome mm -hmm. is on the west coast, north. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was winter, but it was very, very warm anyway. Right, like, right. Yeah. So, and uh, it was, I think, a once-in-a-lifetime experience to go there because it's not a place you would ever pass through. And yeah. it's very... Um, it has its own culture. They even have something called "We have broom time." It means we have a little bit more time. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, and, so, and, and for me to to also meet with the Aboriginal community, because I mean the my the, the the star of the show, Aaron, is Aboriginal, and all, and and also other parts in the show are, and the directors both are and. Uh, so to have the opportunity to meet and talk to them and and try to I mean I don't know the culture but I just got a sense of a different way of thinking that I found so interesting, especially when it comes to time. Yeah. What did you What did you know about the Abor Aboriginal Native Australian culture? Because it always seems <sighs> yeah. fascinating to me, but I I don't know too much about it. But being there in amongst the culture and mm. the, la the land is so important. Um, mm. The actual earth and the, yeah. and, the, and the nature and the seasons. And that kind of ties in a little bit to kind of the Scandinavian approach to nature and a little bit maybe. Yeah, more, more are, we have an indigenous uh, people also in the north. Sami. And they're, yeah, Sami people. And they're more, they think more like, the Aboriginal uh, right. community does, but um, but it's uh, I didn't know very much. I just you know saw the film Australia and read a little yeah. bit about, but yeah. I didn't know enough. Uh, so, uh, but I what I was very shocked about is that in their prisons in in Australia, ninety five percent of the people in prison are Aboriginals and mm. uh, in the community, in, in the land, it's just 5%. Right. 
right, of, okay. of the entire population. So, uh, and, and also I could quite, quite early on see that the Aborigines moved differently in the city. Like mm. suddenly they were sitting on the ground, like you say, the ground that it's so important and um, also that it was even in the script very interesting sentences about their way of thinking like there is no su such thing as time mm, mm. there is no time it's just something you're in in the West western world made up mm, mm. and that's so fascinating to like really the you... like the patriarchy as well <laughs> yeah but, but uh, it, it is um, yeah so it, it, really sounds, it, it sounds as though you you were affected by this experience on a on a very much deep level on a deep level and when i got home i tried to explain this to people and i i got very sad that i mm. when i realized I, it's very hard to adapt that knowledge and that way of thinking here because yeah. everything yeah. we are so owned by time mm. constantly owned by this pressure of doing things in time mm. um so, so that was a bit hard to, to come back actually, because I was mm -hmm. going right into another production and, you know, had to yeah. start dealing with time in that way again. But, yeah. but then when Corona came, I could embrace it again and, and yeah. I had some more time to think about it. Yeah. Um, so, so let's talk about uh, Sandra Enkvist. Um, she's an archeologist. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us about her. She's another fascinating, fiercely independent character, I think. Yeah. Uh, you sort of specialise in those brilliant characters, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, but tell, yeah. tell us about Sandra. How, how, what, what's she all about? She, she is passionate and almost obsessed with her work mm. as uh, an archaeologist. And I think she sacrificed everything in her private life to reach this like a treasure mm, but it's mm. you know to to reach success but she's telling herself it's for the good of of the the people it's for the good of the aboriginal community it's you know she's saying that to herself but for real she's it's her ego who drives yeah. that drives her it is interesting you mentioned it earlier so let's 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 tackle this head on because especially now and of course mystery row was recorded before the Black mm. Lives Matter movement. Mm. Um, but you raised a really interesting point, something I got from, I've only watched two episodes, by the way. We, we've had two mm. episodes in the UK on BBC4, and obviously the DVD will be out uh, in early October. Um, um, she finds something of real archaeological significance and something else, but we, we won't talk about that. Um, no. Um, it's... <sighs> It does bring up the question about who owns history and who writes mm. history. Did you get that? that? That's a real interesting dimension to this, I think. Very interesting. And also, who? I mean, it's a saying, the one who wins the war will write history, the history. Mm. Mm. Uh, and I, I started thinking about if we would go, say, to... Or if we would say someone from Vietnam would come here and say, hey, you have some interesting things here in your ground. We're going to dig it up and bring it home. Mm. We're going to dig it up and tell you what your story is. 
who you mm. are. We're going to do that for you. Aren't yeah. we kind? And so on. You know, uh, that's a very interesting conflict. And I, I talked to archeolo an archaeologist uh, about this before, and she said it's, it's relevant all over the world where Western people go and, and try to explain the people mm. their own history. And she said, but on the other hand, I mean, we have techniques in order to 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 keep the items we find and to I don't know what you say preserve Res yeah, pres yeah 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 preserve them and you know treat them well. But the question is, do those people who live there do they really want this to happen? Yeah. Maybe maybe we should accept that things are. Uh, you know, that's something I've been thinking a lot about recently, that we have to accept every, everything's mortality, mm. things and humans and history. But of mm. course, history isn't important in, in that sense that we get to know our present through the history. Mm. So it's not an easy topic. It's, it's a balancing act, isn't it? Because I think in the West, there is a, a culture of ownership, you know, mm. both, both yeah. in both for objects and uh, consumerism and, mm. and even, as you say, history. And I, I do think, do you think watching this back with, with the advent of the Black Lives Matter and lots of positive activism, you know, mm. Greta, Greta Thunberg and, and the uh, environmental activism that's happening at the moment, um, do you think Mystery Road takes on even more significance now? I think so, even though the problem was as big by then. And I know that, I mean, the, the, the producers and directors are very driven by these uh, thoughts. Mm. Um, otherwise, you wouldn't do a show like this. So, uh, so it's sad enough, uh, is the problem is, is as big as, as when this show was shot. And, mm. but it, and it's beautiful, not beautiful, it's... Uh, it's about time to, mm. to change things. Uh, mm. I just hope it will happen peacefully. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but I, I, it's I talked to the, about that with my daughter the other day that the press are often just giving us the bad news and or the the tra tragic happens events mm. and so on. There is so much, as you say, activism and and good way of thinking spreading right now. Mm. through internet that can also be such a dangerous thing so absolutely yeah yeah well yeah uh, it's it's we live in a strange time we'll let's see mm. what happens we do indeed um mm. i just want to talk to you real quickly i'm I, obviously that's a very big subject and uh, mm. we could talk about that all day because it deserves to be talked about all day but for the uh this is a podcast we've only got sort of 20 odd minutes so um mm. Um, we're due to see you again in the UK. Actually, it was announced, I got an email this morning, bizarrely, saying uh, the same sky is coming to the UK yeah. in uh, October. Uh, you, uh, which is a German espionage series, uh, you, you finished filming uh, quite a while back, I think, on Atlantic mm. Crossing, uh, which is this, this kind of early 20th century period piece. And you star as Crown Princess Marta. Um, yeah. Could you tell us about Marta? She sounds like an, another extraordinary woman. 
Yeah, I you know when when they pitched her story for me, I got, got goosebumps, and I just I have to do her. I have to tell this story because uh, she she's like she became a refugee when Norway was invaded by the Nazis, mm. and she was separated from her husband, and she took the the uh, crown prince and and so and her three children with her and went to the states and uh, was welcomed by Roosevelt, and they mm. had a very warm and, and close relationship and she started you know she moved herself from being a public figure passive public figure to become politically active yeah in in the name of democracy and yeah. the most i mean in norway we have so many stories about male heroes mm. but she was she was a huge hero she yeah. managed to to affect Roosevelt in a way that I had no idea about. Uh, and the most beautiful thing about her is that she never tr even tried to take the, the glory of it all. She ah, just gave okay. it, she just said, okay, the male ego, they can have it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my imagination at least. But what she um, did was, uh, it was a very hard part uh, in her life, I think. Yeah. Well, another extraordinary character and, Mm. You see, um, the last time we spoke, you, you know, the, the final series, the final episodes of The Bridge were, were being broadcast in the UK. You'd finished filming The Bridge several years before, or a, or a year or two before mm -hmm. that, I believe. Yeah. Um, it seems to be now just watching your career as a fan, uh, you know, uh, it, taking these roles is extremely important to you, the, these kind of... Uh, fiercely independent women, these these women with real heart and fight and personality. Yeah, but the funniest thing is, you know, what I'm doing now, I'm doing a Swedish film where mm. I'm, uh, I'm a fundamentalist. Oh. Yeah, Christian okay. funda fundamentalist. And that's also very fascinating and challenging to really get to understand why you act like that why you start using god and religion to suppress people and to control yeah. people so it's it's i don't have like a goal for every character to be uh, like you said strong or mm. uh, feministic or something but i it's just stories yeah uh, so it's where i can fit best in the stories that will tell mm. tell us something yeah i mean what that's extraordinary isn't it i mean that must be so fun as an actor to kind mm. of you know, do these different projects and test yourself and open yourself up to different mindsets and to understand people. That must be amazing. It is. I, I learned so much and, and it's uh, challenging. Yeah. And yeah. exactly what I love to do. Okay. Just uh, one more, one more question, uh, Sophia. Um, we have to mention the bridge because, you know, it was such yeah. a huge part of people's lives and your life, I'm guessing as well for, a decade or so, mm. or just under a decade. Do you still like talking about the bridge and saga? And, and how do you look back on, with, 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 now there's a couple of years gone by and you've got that distance. Do you look back on that experience any differently at all? Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's something that I am so proud and happy that we mm. did and, and, I'm so happy that it, it could resonate in people in this way yeah. it did. And, 
uh, and, and I, when I look back, you know, I was a mother of small children at the same time. Right. So right. I, I, you know, I was, I, I had to, to stress so much during those years. So I just wish I could go back and, and but I enjoyed it very much as well. But, mm. you know, when uh, it's, uh, I look back at it, I look back with warmth, but with a, with a mind remembering that how, mm. how hard it was. Yeah, sure. Because it was so many, it was so squeezed together over so many years. Well, uh, Sophia, thank you so much for uh, spending the time with us again. It's it's lovely to catch up with you. And I can't wait to see what you do again. You, you I can't predict what choices <laughs> you're going to no. be taking. Um, you know, I, I, I can't wait to see what's what's next for you, you know. No, we'll see. See if you see me in this fundamentalistic art. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if we like you as much as we did in the bridge for that one. Uh, thanks yeah. a lot, Sophia. Thank Have you. Have a great day. Stay safe, yeah. Take care. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. So there we go. That was Sophia Helene. And a, and a huge thank you to uh, Sophia for spending a little bit of time with us. It's always good to catch up with Sophia. And, uh, you know, there's there's obviously quite a lot of projects bubbling away in her post-bridge life not least as I mentioned in the intro uh, the espionage drama The Same Sky which I believe is out uh, on uh, October the 23rd on More 4 in the UK Um, but until that time Mystery Road Series 2 is out now on DVD and digital alongside the Series 1 and 2 box set so if you enjoyed that series do go and check it out. Uh, And that's it for now. We'll be back soon with another podcast. Thank you very much for listening and we'll speak to you soon. (laughs) 